0: Hello, and welcome back to the Relationship Matters podcast. We believe relationship matters, from humanity to nature to the larger whole. I'm your host, Katie Churchman, and across the next three episodes, I'm talking with Master Coach Cynthia Lloyd Darst about the inside team, how to turn internal conflict into clarity and move forward with your life. Based on all concepts, The Inside Team approach explores the collection of internal voices, parts and beliefs that exist within all of us and offers a framework for exploring these different parts of self so that we can explore our thought processes and better understand what these parts of self really want. By doing so, your creativity and resourcefulness will have room to grow, turning internal conflict into clarity, negative thoughts into positive ones, and moving forward with more ease and fun in your life. Cynthia Lloyd-Dars is known as a passionate pioneer in the world of coaching, and has a reputation for being both playful and inspiring. She works with all kinds of people to move them past their limitations and into more effective action. As well as being a senior course leader at CRR Global and CTI, Cynthia was one of the first eight people in the world to receive the designation of Master Certified Coach from the International Coach Federation in 1998. Based in Palm Springs, California, Cynthia maintains a full roster of private clients, including corporate execs, entrepreneurs, creative types, people in transition, as well as other coaches. She and her husband, David Dast, also a coach, are partners in their company and do work with individuals as well as teams, couples, partnerships and organisational systems. Passionate about quality and excellence in the world of coaching, Cynthia was a founding member of the International Coach Federation and has served as president of the Association of Coach Training Organisations. Cynthia is also the author of Meet Your Inside Team, the themes of which we will be exploring over the next three episodes. The book is required reading for the EMBA program at Loyola Marymount University, where she is a frequent guest speaker. In part one, we discuss getting to know the system of me and topics include creating the concept of the inside team, the value in getting to know our inside team or system one, the system of me. Techniques that can help us to become better acquainted with our internal system and understanding that every player has a wisdom aspect. So without further ado, I bring you the delightful Cynthia Lloyd-Darst. Cynthia, welcome to the Relationship Matters podcast. I am delighted to have you on the show today. Uh, thank you so much, Katie. I am thrilled to be here. So across these three episodes, we're discussing the inside team. And in this episode, we're talking about getting to know the system of me. And before we go there, I wonder if you can start by talking about how you came up with this concept of the inside team.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I'll be happy to start there. So, so check it out. So, um, I want to be really clear with people that the idea Of having different aspects of ourself, of knowing different parts of our personality. This is not new. This is I am. This is far. This part. This is far from original. There are many, many different types and modalities, and we can talk about them later as we go. But um, the way this came into being. I'm going like, to go way back in time. I have a master's degree in acting. And in my acting training early on, I was taught to use transactional analysis, the stuff that Eric Byrne created, transactional analysis as a way to analyze a script. Now, what does that mean? Some people don't know what, what the heck is that? We all know this. If I say to you, there's a creative child part of you, or there's a critical parent part of you, everybody, that's common knowledge now, right? That's Eric Burns' work. So I studied that. I used that in my acting. That was all really cool. Fast forward, I come into coaching with CTI and I learned to be a coactive coach and it's somewhere along the way I start thinking wouldn't it be cool if we could somehow use that idea of internal voices with coaching so clients could see and you know I knew the saboteur and I knew this but it it didn't quite come into into focus right then fast forward a little bit more Marita Frijan and Faith Fuller come into my life, and I start leading for Orsk. I start learning this work, and one of the main courses that I led frequently was the geography course. So those people who have been in that course know that we do this whole part on outer roles, inner roles, secret roles, you know, uh, ghost roles, all of this. Well. When we started getting into secret roles, secret selves, I was like, oh, this, is, this connects back to that. What if, what if we start noticing what, in anything that we're getting challenged by in life, what if we start noticing the different parts of us that are talking And then what if we start doing relationship coaching with them? And so I was on the phone with a friend one day who's also a coach. And I said, hey, would you mind if I try this thing with you?
0: (laughs) I love it.
1: And he was like, sure. You know, and pretty soon we started creating this idea. The first part of it is to meet your inside team, Hmm. to meet, to notice so, so how do we use this? When does this come up? Do you mind if I kind of, is there any question that you have right there, Katie, before I go into
0: this next piece? Well, I just love the, the name, the inside team, because I think we tend to know there are different parts of self, but we don't think about it in that language. And that feels so every day. We have teams at work. We, we're part of the football team. And now we have a sense of ourselves like that. It's a very different awareness of who we are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and for me, it really helps to hold it that way. Mm. Right. So I'm going to give you a, some a weird thought that I haven't really said out loud before, but I want <laughs> to try it here. Um, so I want you to think about what it takes for you to get up in the morning and get going. Now, in that. There are probably some little conversations that flitter in your head. I'm just making up like, oh, is it time to get up? Yeah, it's time to get up. Oh, let's start the coffee. Let's do this. Let's, oh, let me take a shower or whatever. And generally speaking, that is your inside team working together Mm. to get your day moving, right? You probably, I'm making this up, you probably... Don't sit on the edge of your bed and go, what should I do first? I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should get up or I shouldn't get up or if I should have coffee or should I brush my, like, you don't sit there and freak out about it. You just do it, right? Mm. So we all have parts, places in our lives where our inside team in that particular area is working really well together. The roles are clear, the focuses are clear, the values are clear and off we go.
0: So what's the value in getting to know our inside team? If it sort of works on autopilot to get us up out of bed and moving for the day, why do we need to know about this, this team? So
1: that's all lovely when we have inside teams that are working well together. But, um, (laughs) But for many of us, like I want, if you think about a place in your life, maybe it could be a relationship. That you're having a struggle with it could be um, I need to organize my office I need to do that you know it could be any number of I want to write a book I get any place where where you where your client finds themselves getting a little twisted mm. right and as a coach, when I'm hearing something like well, you know, I'm thinking about writing a book. I really, but you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have the time for it. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I, I'm. I'm hoping that you could literally hear different voices there, right? That's what I'm listening for. I'm listening for a different tone of voice, a different speech pattern, a different, and that's when I know I've got more than one part of my client talking. And that's their inside team trying to figure something out.
0: So that's fascinating because it's a way of working systemically with individuals then. That's right. And I guess it makes us understand why uh, couples, partnerships, teams are so complicated because everyone's got their own little chatter going on inside. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. So we'll probably get there a little bit later, but when I when I, I have been starting to work with teams and groups about noticing, like if let's, you know, let's say there's someone on my team that I tend to have trouble with. What is it? What what's the inside team player that I'm listening to that has trouble with that one? What's the player that they have come up that makes me then react to them? Mm. Right. If we could actually take the time to find that out and to talk about it.
0: Now we can start to work out some of our stuff. So how does one get to know their inside team a little bit better? (laughs) Great. Let's start
1: there. That's that's the best. That's the best way. So I believe that for this is going to sound maybe a little strange that for every part of your life, you actually have different inside teams mm. like you have a kind of inside team for running a podcast that is very different than going to the grocery store and choosing your food <laughs> yeah right you could say that right probably <laughs> just probably I'm guessing right now there may be certain players that you have that that are on frequent teams that's not okay. unusual but or, or you know that, that are on a variety of teams but you know, my inside team for my sex life is not the inside team that I use for coaching. Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> <laughs> So the, one way to get to know an inside team of yours is to think of an area of your life that you're having some kind of, it could be a challenge with, it could be just a question that you're not sure how to answer. It could even be something like, hey, I want to take a vacation and let me think about this.
0: Mm.
1: It could be anything. So what we then want to do is to start noticing
0: who wants to speak. Right. And this is when we're starting to listen to that internal chatter. So you've got the the one saying, I want to do this. And the other saying, well, no, I don't want to do it that way. Right.
1: You're going to find probably at least three or four voices. Wow. At least. I mean, some people have had up to 17 in a conversation, but that's oh my gosh. But normally it's like, you know, there one of the things I know we're going to talk about it more in the next call, one of the things is that quite often what we tend to do is just hear a couple and then we want to shut the conversation down. Yeah. And that means that the quieter voices of our system our internal system don't get to speak
0: and then we're not living from the principle of every voice is a voice of the system including the system of me that's right that's right so how do we listen to the quieter voices because what i find is that there are the loud shouty voices and if I'm honest, I don't really hear anything else after that.
1: <laughs> so, so think about, think about being an orse coach and imagine that you had a group or team that you were working with. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple people, one or two, that just had that every time you ask a question, boom, they're the first ones to speak. Oh, they have the opinion. And then there are all these others that are just sort of sitting there looking at them, right? How would you work with that?
0: I'd probably ask, let's hear from some of the quieter voices and create space for that. But I realize I never do that in my own life. I've got a particular situation in mind when you said this. And I don't do that. There it is. It's hard to create space though, isn't it? In your own mind, in your own system. That's why it's useful to, to work with a coach on this, honestly. Mm. Because
1: it's, it can be very hard to hold that in our own brain. So in order to do inside team well, one of the things as a coach is you you sort of keep calling your client to that adult self. Okay. And I will often use a metaphor of imagining that we're gonna bring this particular team out on a stage or we're gonna watch it in a movie or what, we're gonna watch it. What this does is it has me get the voices, the, these parts out of my head so I can, it starts to reveal the system to itself. Okay. Okay. I start to see it. Now, one way to do it is to take a piece of paper and to who's the first, you know, uh, let's, let's, let's play with a topic, Katie. What's a, what's a, a topic?
0: Um, moving out of the city or not. Perfect. Moving
1: out of the city. This is the inside team around the decision of moving out of the city, right? Great. So, um, do you mind if I work with you a little and, and you can say, I don't want to, you know,
0: let's do it.
1: Right. So, so who's the first, what's the first thought moving out of the city?
0: Oh, it'd be great. There'd be so much space and we could get a dog and we could go for long walks and we'd probably have a garden.
1: Yeah. So even as you, I'm noticing this, there's a kind of sweetness and possibility if you were to start to imagine that part of you as a as a character, as a person, or we're going to call it a player on your inside
0: team, what's that one about? What do you see? Rather, I see a person wearing wellies and uh, walking miles uh, across fields in the morning with a dog. Yeah. Yeah, quite free and fresh-faced and easy, and I think it's in my voice as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's one player. okay, Right. And if we were to just give
0: them, how would you? Countryside Katie.
1: Countryside Katie. (laughs) So there's Countryside Katie. Right. And now what's the what's the next voice that wants to be heard here?
0: Oh, but no, you don't want to move out of the city because it'll be a bit boring and you'll miss out on a lot of things. And you won't have the public transport. London's so alive. You don't want to leave that.
1: Uh-huh. And even I'm just noticing there's kind of a in your posture, there's kind of a hmm, something that happens there. What
0: are you becoming aware of? I just spoke so fast. As soon as I was in that city space. And yeah, there was a sort of a, a tightness, a tension about leaving.
1: Yeah. What's important to, to this one?
0: Accessibility and um ease in some ways, um, ease of transport and not having to commute so far and jumping on a tube and not having to worry about getting into anywhere to do work. Um, I think those things are really important.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, there was also a little piece that this one said about, um, it's going to be boring out there. Like...
0: Mm. Being relevant, I think. Being, yeah. Relevant. Uh-huh. uh-huh. In the city, in the hub. I think there's something about that.
1: Yeah. So even now, do you notice how... Each of these players starts to represent some of your values.
0: Yeah, I am, actually. And it's hard to not side with one or the other. And I guess this is the work, right? This is the work of it, right? So now we've got
1: two of the players. What would you, what would you call the second one that we're seeing? Sassy
0: in the city. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fabulous. Sassy in the city. Great. And so now, based on what you said earlier, I get a sense that those have been the main main two.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right?
1: So if I want you to just keep, like, start, if you haven't already, start to imagine them kind of out in front. Start to imagine them so that you can kind of watch their dynamic a little bit, right?
0: Who else is part of this team? There's a... There's a quiet, introverted, reading character. Uh-huh. Um Which definitely represents a big part of who I am. I think often I get identified as an extrovert, but there's a big part of me that loves to curl up with a book, and that part is just quietly reading in the countryside Um and enjoying the lack of traffic and noise and the space.
1: And if this one had a... Had a voice, what does it want to say?
0: I want some calm and peace for us, uh, for our family. What, what shall we call this one? Peaceful Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> I love alliterations. So we got the what double P going.
1: Fabulous. <laughs> okay. So, so I, we're going to pause just a second since we're, what are you noticing about how to start discovering an inside team?
0: I'm noticing that, at least in this example, it was very binary. We should or we shouldn't. Yeah. And then there's these sort of marginalized voices which sit in the gray space. And the further I step back, the more I notice there's actually more gray around this subject than I realize. And is that what you typically find, that it's all or nothing or yes or no? Yes. Oh, this how is interesting. very normal.
1: This is very normal for it to be this push me, pull you. And we yeah. haven't by any measure heard all of the different voices or thoughts or feelings here and so let's do one other part of it okay mm-hmm. so there, there may be more that we haven't heard from I want you to I want you literally to start to imagine them coming out in front of you it could be on a stage it could be in a field I don't know <laughs> it Could it could be in your part I don't know but I want you to imagine them coming out So Countryside Katie, Sassy in the City, right? Peaceful Patricia, where do they go in front of you?
0: How does it work? You've got, one of them is is sort of walking in movement and then Peaceful Patricia is sitting down in an armchair and then Sassy in the City is sort of like already like ready to go. There's something fun to be doing in the city. So they're, they're very different in their energies. Uh-huh. And
1: as you notice them, I want you to think about the dynamic. In other words, are they interacting with each other? Are they interacting with you? Do they interact at all? How, how does it go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Sassy in the city is that friend. He's like, come on, come on, let's go. There's so many fun things to do. And she's very much like clicking her fingers and... Um, and then peaceful Patricia, she's sort of just a calming influence. She's sort of there holding space. And then countryside Katie I think has her opinions too. She she will talk back. Um but that's I think the noise is between those two. And then Patricia is, is she holding talking up space back to them
1: or to or to Sassy in the city. Are they are they the ones primary? yeah.
0: They're the primary drivers. They're just back and forward. And I don't think they're really seeing anything else but their own positions, actually.
1: So take a look around and see if there's anyone else who wants to have a thought or feeling in this. And I'm saying feeling because there are times where
0: inside team members don't actually have words. There's one that wants an easy life. And I think that's a complex one to come to terms with because easy life sometimes means not commuting for hours and I'm aware my husband works um sometimes quite late and the further you go out the longer that commute and so I think there's this grapple in this part of me that really longs for an easy life decision and I'm not sure what that is yet and so I think they're happy to hold the the complexity of this and to not know um yet Whereas the others are like, we need to know, we need to know. Ah. Easy life is like whatever emerges um, and itself also holding space in the unknowing or the not knowing.
1: So there is, I assert there's some new information that you're gaining Mm. in this conversation.
0: I'm finding out there's so much more gray space around these kind of decisions and yeah, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. But there's also parts of me that are okay with the not knowing. And I didn't realize that. I think a big part of me wanted to know, wanted to have a sense of this or that. But there is a part of me that's actually okay to, to hold space.
1: So I assert that that's the, that's the adult part of you. The adult part of you can hold that paradox, can know that we don't have to have... It, it can be with the ambiguity. We haven't quite figured this out yet. This is unfolding. We're looking at it. We're considering it.
0: And so, how do we, how do we stop ourselves from marginalizing these parts? Because either it's that we probably have our favorites. I imagine we have these parts that we like and there's probably parts where we really don't like. Right. Um, but also we might just not hear some other voices that actually are very much there. We're just not listening for them. So, what was the first part of that question? Cause I, I got excited about what you were pointing to and I missed it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, in terms of, how do we stop ourselves from having favorites and marginalizing? We don't. We don't. don't.
1: This is is the challenge.
0: This is one of
1: the challenges of being human. Right. Is that it is, it's not like, oh, I'm going to see my inside team. And now that I've seen them and heard from them, I'm just going to welcome every voice and listen. every. No, we're human. And so just like in our in-person systems, There continues to be one who talks more than the others. There (laughs) continues to be one who never gets heard from. There continues and it's so it so it is a matter of to me, it's a matter of growing awareness, growing that muscle that we have as orsk coaches to know that the loudest voices aren't the only voices, to know that they are they're voices of the system. And that it's important to hear from others. So if I can remind myself of that, I can sometimes slow myself down. The other piece of this, Katie, is that your inside team that you've presented here today is really quite a thoughtful, sweet inside team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there might be some other parts I wasn't willing to share on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, that's fine
1: that's right it's like it's not it's not the least but unusual for people to have players on their inside team that really have toxic behavior Mm. you know that are like uh, very judging and very blaming and very you know you know no you can't do that you can't blah 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 you know you're not smart enough you're not whatever it is that's unfortunately very normal and cut you know, where's it come from? Past traumas, childhood, culture, who knows? All kinds of places. That's where that's where we bring and create our inside team from. What I have found is if I can allow myself to do this piece around putting these players out in front, it starts to become a little bit like watching a movie. Like if I'm watching a movie and Darth Vader comes out, I'm not personally scared of Darth Vader. Right? I don't think Darth Vader's going to come off the screen and attack me. I <laughs> I actually it's okay to have Darth Vader in the Star Wars movie because we need that for the drama. Right? We otherwise there's no movie otherwise right so if when I'm grounded in my adult self and I can bring these players out I can be fascinated by all of them I don't have to
0: resist any of them such a good point because I think there are parts that we really don't like about ourselves like the jealous part or the angry part and then we marginalize that part and we never really hear what it's trying to say exactly and so any tips for leaning into those parts those parts that make us absolutely cringe to even think about let alone talk to and create a relationship with
1: yeah i think we're going to go into it more in the next call and the next one for this but my short version would be this is that what we want to do just like if we're working with an in-person team and you've got someone who's blamey and critical. Mm. If, we can, if we can start to take away the blame, if we can listen for the 2% wisdom or truth, what I often do, and this is to me, this is easier to do on the inside team than the outside team sometimes, is if I can imagine that this one is, who's screaming at me. You need to do this. You should do this thing. You blah, 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 blah. Right? (laughs) If I can imagine that it's just desperately trying to get my attention. Because it's so worried that something's going to happen to me. If I can turn toward it and calm it down a little bit and just say, what is it? What is it? you know, please don't talk to me that way. It doesn't help when you are nasty with me or blaming with me. What is the little bit that you're trying to get across? And what that sometimes does is kind of relax that one so that I can hear it in a way that's useful.
0: What I'm realizing, Cynthia, is that this sort of sharpens our abilities to be systems workers, because we're doing the work with that inside team first, which is probably in some ways the harder work to do. Um, But if you're able to hold all those voices in you around a topic, then you'll probably have to hold more in your clients as well. Yes.
1: So if I have a greater ability to be with my own inner blamer, screamer nastiness, I have a greater ability to be in the, you know, meta skill of lion's roar and just be there and and face it without without needing to run for the door.
0: That's fascinating because I didn't think about it like that at all. I thought about oh, getting to know your inside team around a topic, but not thinking about it so much as this is also a resource and when we're doing the work here, it's like getting our reps in at the gym and then it's helping us do the work out there too. That's right. And I guess you're probably gonna tell us, unfortunately the work never ends, right? Wow. It's a
1: There's <laughs> that. But however,
0: what's what really is good news
1: is I do notice that in my own work with this over time, by the way, I've had to train coaches to do this with me because I can't do it with myself. So just to be clear, okay, it's not yeah. like I'm some genius that can do my own on alone, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I have found is the just like with detriggering, and we'll be kind of going into that next time, when Once I have really recognized these other, these players, once I start to recognize them, once I start to see how the system works, once I start to see what's actually trying, once the system is revealed to itself, it it will naturally start to self-correct and usually will calm somewhat. And that
0: to me is a gift. There's something also about the, in some ways, the depersonalization, but it is really the personalization, but it takes it out from this part of you being all of you. It's a part of you. That's right. And I think that in itself could be so helpful in a, in a moment of stress or worry or crisis, even if you can know that, oh, that's my really angry part. It's not all of me and you're putting it out there. Do you find even the language now, like just thinking, oh, that's jealous Jane, she's coming out, yes. can help you to then step away?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. So, so, and let's imagine that you're in conversation with someone, you know, let's, I'm just going to project this onto you, Katie. So, so please forgive me, but let's imagine that you're in your conver- in conversation with your husband about this pot- potential move. Right Now you can say, there's a part of me that wants to go walking in the countryside. There's a part of me that wants to stay in the city and be relevant. There's a part of me that wants this. Now it's like we can start getting more information out. So if I say to you, Katie, how do you feel about this move? Wait, wait, wait. All these different parts have a voice. It's not a one thing. It's not a,
0: this is how I feel. And we, I think, expect ourselves to have one opinion about everything. That's right. And yet, yeah, that would be easy, but it would take away what makes us so interesting and dynamic and spontaneous as, as humans, right? We, That's right. I think Faith uses the terminology of the, we're like a diamond. Yes. And then we're constantly, other people shine different parts of us. And I guess when my part of maybe countryside Katie shines another part on a part of my husband, Dan, there's a whole different third entity there around that topic.
1: Yeah, so it's like so. It, so it'd be really fascinating with him if you if you sit down with Dan and say, "Let's talk about what different parts of you and the conversation that your inside team is having about this." And then you can then you can it, it, do you see how much more
0: information comes into the system, and it really holds that idic infinite diversity and infinite combinations. I didn't quite realize yes. sort of how infinite it is it's huge that's it wow and so advice for coaches we've got coaches listening who are individual coaches team coaches they work with whole organizations how would you suggest they start to incorporate some of this into their work yeah
1: it's a great question it's so the to me that as a coach the place to start is is in noticing say you're with a client and they're talking about something that they want to do, haven't done, some question that they're working with, right? Listen, really tune your ears to those different voices, to what, well, there's a part of me that really wants to write this book and a part of me that thinks that that's a total waste of time. There's a-
0: <laughs> Is this your inside team? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: There we go. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you can kind of tune into that, or even even if they're not using the term, there's a part of me. But if you can hear that there are these different energies speaking, then you can slow them down and you can say, I'm noticing that there are, it sounds like there are two or three different parts of you talking. Could we get... Could we clarify that a little bit? Could we create some awareness there? And just starting to notice that these are parts of yourself rather than all of yourself, that alone can be so useful for a client. So for example, what was useful to you about just about noticing those
0: three? I think knowing that there was so much gray space there, and I'm sure there were other voices, the marginalized voices that I haven't listened to, that aren't yes or no, right or wrong, this or that.
1: So what does that now, knowing that there's this gray space, noticing that there are parts that you haven't heard from, what does that offer you?
0: It sounds strange. I feel somewhat excited because I think quite often maybe this is the way society sort of gears us up it does feel quite binary and like you have to know and it feels like there's more opportunity and potential in the gray spaces in the not knowing which is kind of what we hold as coaches right to not know really nice
1: so I just want to I just want to name something else that's happening here Mm -hmm. on occasion coaches will get attached to an outcome Right? Like if you had come to me as my client in this call and said, I'm trying to make this decision. Yeah. It's easy to start as a coach thinking that with inside team, we're going for an outcome. Mm. We're not, I don't, I have zero attachment to whether, whether, or when, or how you make a decision about this. <laughs> <laughs> is not the job yeah the job is to is to work with you to reveal the internal system to itself to get new information so that you over time will come to your own decisions about this
0: yeah which is the essence of coaching really isn't it to help people help themselves and uh, you know, this is such powerful work, Cynthia. When I read your book, I think I'd come across the idea that you were not your thoughts before, but this kind of took it to a whole other level. And um particularly if people are dealing with parts of themselves that are really causing some challenge, then you can start to think about it in a slightly different, more objective way. And yeah, I so appreciate that just terminology of this inside team. It's not all of who you are, this one part it's it's a part of you. It's a part of that system of me. That's right. Cynthia, it's been a delight to dance with you and all of your many selves today. And I so look forward to diving into part two with you next time on uh, how we can uh, work with triggered selves and find alignment there.
1: Yay, I love that, love that, love that. That has been life changing for me and so many people. Yeah, looking forward to talking about that. Katie, you are, you are a delight. Thank you for a fabulous conversation here. I appreciate it so much.
0: Likewise, take care and speak soon. A huge thanks to Cynthia for that very playful discussion. Here are my key takeaways. Every day, there are conversations that happen within our heads. For example, getting out of bed in the morning, should I get up, should I snooze? And generally speaking, this is your inside team working together to help you get up and start your day. Any place where your client is going back and forth on an issue or struggling to reach a goal is where you might be able to hear their inside team talking. Which inside team player are they listening to the most? And which voices are being marginalized that might have a wisdom aspect to share. We usually listen to the loudest voices on a topic and the same is true with our inside team. How can we recognize and listen to some of the quieter voices so we can get a more complete picture of how our system is reacting to a situation? When we're grounded in our adult self, we can put these players out in front to raise our awareness around what's going on in our inside team. It brings more information into the system and allows us to be more objective. If you enjoyed this episode, do look out for parts two and three of the Inside Team series that will be looking at finding alignment with trigger selves and expanding your range as a coach. The Inside Team and Cynthia's book, Meet Your Inside Team, How to Turn Internal Conflict into Clarity and Move Forward with Your Life, are based on concepts from the Aarst Geography Curriculum. For more information about the Geography Module and the Aarst Series, please visit crrglobal.com. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Matters Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues and friends so that we can continue to spread these ideas across the globe. And if you haven't already, do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. And for more information on the AUS courses, please visit crrglobal.com. For over 20 years, CRR Global has accompanied leaders, teams, and practitioners on their journey to stronger relationships by focusing on the relationship itself, not only the individuals occupying it. This leads to a community of changemakers around the world. Supported by a global network of faculty and partners, we connect, inspire, and equip change agents to shift systems one relationship at a time. We believe relationship matters, from humanity to nature to the larger whole.